Welcome to the Charlotte Shirley Show. Today I have a guest, Mike Deary. He's running for the local school board in Wisconsin Rapids. I just want to welcome Mike. Well, good morning, Cheryl. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Mike. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. How's that? I'm a longtime resident of Wisconsin Rapids. I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, and even a great-grandfather. Very much concerned about where our school educational system is. I've lived here in Wisconsin Rapids area since 1973. Worked in the mill for over 43 years. I'm a longtime resident and concerned where our, our kids are going at educationalize. Did your kids go to school here, Mike? I had my daughter and my son both went to school here. They actually went to Grove School. Of course, they're grown now and their children are going to school. And in a few years, my great-grandchildren are there. They'll be going to school as well. We really need to get this school board back on track. Basically, you kind of told me a little bit about why you're running for school board. That pretty much tells us. So what do you think about declining enrollment happening here? I know a lot of people blame that on the mills closing. and This has been going on for 20 years or so. And recently, we've seen sharp declines. Do you know basically what's going on or do you have any ideas? All the efforts that we've been putting forth in this campaign are all been derived from bringing the data forward so we know exactly what's going on. We've seen alarming decline in our test scores, decline in our, our student numbers as well. We've lost over 1,200 students since 2019 and if you don't change this, we're it's going to con- just continue. And by losing these students, what I see is we still haven't lost full-time employment. We haven't lost the budget. You have some numbers there in front of you that is going on here and maybe you could share information with us. Sure. Since 2018, we had over we had five, 580 full-time employees. As we move ahead, we've gone to 2021, we now have 619 employees. And at the same time, we had a budget in 2018-2019 of 63 million and in 21-22 it's up to 71.5 million. So that's an increase of 8.5 million dollars. We see that all over the whole state. I think COVID did a lot to us. It's amazing that they were out of school for a whole year basically year and a half with COVID, we still don't have that all straightened out. Our reading scores are going downhill even faster than what they were before that. And they were going downhill before that. What do you think are the good and the bad and the strengths and the weaknesses for the district, Mike? Can you share that with us? Well, the good thing is we've got one good school board member on there now. And after this election, we hope to have two more to start to turn this process around. Because you said it's been a 10-year decline statistics that we have here. And it's disturbing that these haven't been paid attention to for, for so long. And that's the reason I'm running. I'm, I certainly don't need any accolades, pats on the back. I'm not in this for myself, just like so many other folks. We're in this for our children, for our community, and for for their future and ours as well. Why don't you tell us a couple of strengths you think this district has? Well, you know, we have many good teachers and I'm sure good staff within the system. We need to work on building better teachers in there because there's some alarming things that are going on in our school that need to be tended to. Certainly, we have a good number of teachers in there that we certainly want to retain. We've been losing teachers, actually. We need to focus on the the teachers and and building good good rapport with them, keeping them active, actively involved with our children. I totally agree with that. I wonder, will you hold the district accountable for any problems we face with student achievement? I look at this as like a military type of thing. That's just who I am, a chain of command. We have the chain of command and the chain of command is the top, is actually the school board. And then the school board president, who we both know is an incumbent running again. You ran last time. This time, it seems a little bit different, like the motivation is a little different. This incumbent in running for school board as a school board president right now has been on there since 2007. We've declined significantly since then. We need to hold these people accountable because what it is, is as a chain of command is you have your school board, then you have your district superintendent, and then underneath there, your administration. And I just want to make sure that the people that we elect are going to hold our, the people in charge accountable accountable for what's happened to our children to make sure that we do that. So I just want a 
comment from you on the fact that you will and that you promise the voters out there if they elect you that you will hold whoever is accountable accountable won't be afraid to stand up to that and do you have any ideas to help in this area when we face a student achievement you have to work together we obviously need to work together i mean that's everyone as a whole with the board and the administration this board hasn't been held accountable for for a number of years to the detriment of our children in the in the school system certainly we need to hold the, each and every board member accountable our superintendent needs to be held accountable and certainly once elected, hold me as accountable as well, because I'm not there just to sit in a chair. I'm I'm there because I'm, I've looked at the data that we've got from the DPI. It's not good. We need to work much harder to turn this thing around. And certainly there should be some accountability. Some We, we need to hold these members accountable our, and every member that's making these decisions for our children, because if we don't, the, and the sad thing is the people of Wisconsin Rapids that send their kids to school have been totally unaware of where this, where this situation has gone. They've, they've, they've worked and paid their taxes and assumed that everything is going to be great with their kids, but it hasn't been. We have to do something before we lose this whole system. You know, looking at the uh, uh, the decline in our test scores in, in school, in a thir our third grade class in 2015, 2016, I had a 45.9% proficiency rate in English language arts and reading. Well, in 2021, that went dropped down to 30.1%. That's a 15.8% drop. And you just follow this down. Uh, fifth grade they, in 2015, 16, they were at 447 2021, that dropped to 31.5. There again, that was a 13.2 drop. You get to the eighth grade and it was a, in 2015 and 16, there's a 44% proficiency rate in the English language and reading arts. But by 2021, it fell to 23.1%. That's a 20.9% drop. In 2015 through 2016, 50.6% of our seventh graders were proficient or on grade level on the Wisconsin forward exam. In 2021, this number fell to 28.3%. Now that's a drastic drop of 22.3%. This is unacceptable. The school board members need to get this district back on track. I totally agree with that. There's a lot of numbers in there. And for people who do not know about these numbers, you need to find out about this. Truthfully, when you look at uh, a district falling this fast with 20%, he says these percentiles, that means that now 2020 and 2021 test scores show that our third graders are reading at a 30 percentile. That means 70% are not reading at grade level. That's a shocking number. In eighth grade, we it's 23 percentile. So that means we have over what 70% of children in eighth grade not reading at grade level. That is a shocking number. That means we need to hold these people accountable. These people that have been leading this, the curriculum, curriculum choices, which by the way, one of the people running was the curriculum director for many, many years. And that person thinks that she should have a job on the school board, even though she failed as curriculum director. And it's proof right here in these numbers that Mike just gave us. So please look into who you're going to vote for. It is so important in this day and age. Now, I just was going to ask you a little bit about, do you have any ideas on getting community members involved in businesses? Because I think we have to work together to bridge everything, to bridge this divide that we seem to have. Because it seems like to me, the school board thinks it's like us against them, which it is not. We are a community and this is what we are supposed to do, work together to make it better for the students of this community. Some ideas maybe of getting community members or businesses involved, if you have any. Well, I had one idea I brought forth last year about bringing, bringing the community 
and especially parents back into the school board process. You know, we spend a lot of money in a lot of areas. And I thought, well, you know, parents are busy. Most parents have two jobs. They're trying to make a living and raise a family and take care of a home and all sorts of things. They're again, they're pretty much kind of shut out of the school board meetings for lack of time. I thought if we could incentivize this by making a local area merchant gift cards available for people that attend process. If you say you give people a quick trip gift uh, gas card or a Walmart gift card. In this instance, I did something similar with my own daughter when she was, I told her every time she did it, got a good grade, I was going to reward her financially. I ended up doing so all the way through her school years. And it got to the point after a while that even though there was that financial incentive, she didn't need that anymore because she was just thrilled that she could do it herself, proud of herself for where she was. And if we did something on this order, I believe that eventually the, the community is going to see that they're making a difference. They can change. Their their voices are heard. And certainly, like I said, bring bit, bit local businesses into this equation too. But Cheryl said, this is a community. We need to bring all the players in here to build an educational system that's excellent for our children. So- I know for a fact that we've had some incidences happen at the middle school and the high school. And a total of times, the police being called to um, schools, those two schools, 94 times altogether, the police were called last year. That's shocking to me that that would happen in our area. It's shocking to me that it happens in our community. How do we make our communities, how do we make our schools safe for the children? Do you have any ideas on how to make our schools safer? Like Cheryl's just said, we terrible things going on in some of our schools. At Wisconsin area middle school, we had almost 4,000 incidences last disciplinary problems. And Lincoln High School had even more at 4,400. There are po- policies on the school board has and school district has right now. I don't believe that they're strong enough or they have the teeth in it or they're we need to review all these policies, determine whether they're going to work or not, and come up with working policies for our students. Because this is unacceptable. This is the schools are self-destructing, and if we we don't get this disciplinary issue on tackled, it's just going to continue to get worse. So, uh, as a school board member, I am going to do my best to look into this and see what changes are necessary or policies or need to be changed, adapted, and just maybe we can learn from other schools and what exactly they're doing, so we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Behavior incidents just can't continue. Well, you went right into my next question. I was going to say. I've gone on to the website of the school and I've looked at all the policies and I was kind of shocked. Notice that many of the policies that were put in place in this district are dating back to like the 2000s. Some of them were up to like, I think the latest one I found was maybe 2012, 2015, but this is 2023 and a lot's changed in <laughs> that many years for sure. I want to make sure that whoever is elected will take the ability to make sure in a commitment to make sure that those policies will be looked at. There's a way to do it. You can review, you can have an ad hoc committee, you can do all kinds of things on a school board together, working together to make it better for every single person and every student, staff, administrator, and school board member so that these policies are updated. I just want to make sure that everybody that I've talked to so far, I have asked them that, that will they make a commitment to update, review, look at policies, and make sure that we are doing what we are supposed to be doing for the whole district. Well, absolutely. That's one of my major goals that we must address this. We must work together as a team on the school board to address this, certainly, because right now it's, it's terrible. And, and children shouldn't have to fear going to school and wondering what's going to happen. And I know with my own grandchildren going to school, they've run into in- incidents where somebody, some child is out of out of control and they all have to leave the room while desks are upturned and classroom has just made a mess. And it just fosters uh, uncertainty and, and fear in the, the other kids that are actually behaving. We have to find a way to make this work and bring this numbers down to zero. I'm going to do my best to work with each and every board member, make sure that happens. All right. Well, we all know there's a spring primary coming and there's five people running. There's one incumbent. There's four 
people that are trying to vie for the two seats. Four people, I think, will move forward to the spring election. Why don't you, uh, number one, let's talk a little bit about the school board being a nonpartisan position. What's happened that I've witnessed is that they make it very partisan and it's really not supposed to be. It is a nonpartisan position and it should stay that way. Anyone that serves on a school board in a community needs to be able to put aside their views as far as their political views and how they feel personally about anyone on that board or administration. You need to work together. Sometimes that's very difficult to do. I want to make sure that everyone knows out there it's nonpartisan. When it comes to school board, you have to pick the right person that represents you. It's nonpartisan position and can you and will you work with all members on the board present and to do what's best for all the students, every student. Well, certainly, because that's the goal here. We, you know, you have to put any ideas, nonpartisan position, and you certainly in this kind of area out of, out of the question because we're there to take care of our kids. We need to put that stuff aside. The kids are our concern, not any agendas on any other kind of uh, platform because that's not why I'm there. I could be doing so many other things, but this is so much more important. Put any other concerns aside and just take care of this job. All right, Mike. Well, if um, people want to find out any other information about your campaign, why don't you tell us where they can reach you if you have social media or some other way that they can reach you, have anything going on that you want people to pay attention to or come join you at because people have like events going on and stuff. I just want you to make sure that you get a chance to do that. If you have anything else to share with us, take your chance. Well, certainly if uh, folks are wanting to look, I have a Facebook page. It's called uh, uh, Mike Deary for 2023 Wisconsin Rapids Public School School Board. You can certainly find some information there. Adding things that daily, uh, pretty soon I'm going to be going, when the weather warms, I'll be going out knocking on your doors. I also have a meet and greet coming up on February 16th, Elks Club on February 16th at from 6 to 7 and it'll probably run a little bit later. Uh, certainly you're all welcome to come to that event. Uh, I, I hope I can see and, and hear some of your, your thoughts and concerns at that time. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you very much. I appreciate that you agreed to do this interview. This interview was offered to every single candidate running for school board, incumbent included. The only ones that responded were three. The other two did not respond. And those two are John Krings and Kathy Stebbins-Hintz. John Krings has served as a school board uh, president for many years, and he's been on the boards, appointed to the board in 2007. Kathy Stebbins-Hintz was a curriculum director for many, many years, been at this district for 30 years plus. We do have some school board members on there that have been there for a very long time. It's time for some change, and maybe that will help our student achievement. I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the Cheryl and Shirley Show. You can find us on Facebook, any platform uh, that you'd like to, we're on it. Website is at slabar.podbean.com, and you can find every single interview that we've done. Three school board members so far for the local community. Thank you very much, Mike. Well, thanks for having me on, Cheryl. And I just recently ordered some more campaign signs. Uh, if, if you're looking for a sign for your yard, you can connect with me on Facebook and uh, we'll, we'll get one for you. Thanks for having me on, Cheryl. And I hope that this has been inform informational to the folks out there. Have a good day and thank you. Signing off here. Thank you. Thank you.